Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and once again, we are joined with one of my favorite narrators, Shayla Aspasia. Hi, Shayla. Hi, Kylie. And I am not just one of your favorite narrators. You have become one of my best girlfriends, and you know that. I show you everything. You do. I, I don't know how I feel about the best girlfriends bit, but uh, we'll work on it. Um <laughs> You have amazing decorative taste, I have to say. Um, I I can see how some guys would like Thank run you. screaming Thank in the other direction because it's very cluttered. I'm just saying, I show you everything. <laughs> but I love your taste, I really do. It's, I think. It's very- <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, okay. So I am, I guess, officially best girlfriend material. See. Um, well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're doing the second part today of um, the summer reunion. And uh, uh-huh. our author has a bit of a choice to make. Um, and uh, this whole uh, experience, it's kind of the, the, the thing that I kind of enjoy about this is his fiance, uh, who has nothing to do in the beginning with any of this winds up being one of the biggest reasons that he gets further and further and further down this rabbit hole um, as he's trying to, like, hide his past from her. And you can never hide your past. Some people can try. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. There are a few times I don't want to read out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, you know, I... uh... You know, I've, I've got my past. I, I, you know, I was a sissy. I was a sissy maid. And uh, I know you have your uh, own opinion on sissy maids. I do. You know, I, this, this, like, this last month, I have been, well, like you said, the decorating, everything. And I, I have these men call me and they're like, well, you know, they, 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 they're into being a sissy maid and they'll send me these pictures where they're in the French maid uniform. And, you know, they're like, oh, well, I, I live close to your area. I live close to Dallas. Or they'll tell me, you know, they'll, they'll ask me if they can fly in. And they're like, oh, I'll, I'll pay you to just come and, and clean your house. And you don't have to do anything, mistress. And I'm like, Hell yes. I don't really say that. I never, I never accept because of course I don't, you know, I don't meet people off of the, the night floor. But at the same time, I'm like, why don't I have somebody like that? I mean, really, I mean, it's like all the decorating. I just got this California King bed. I I went from a full bed to a California King and I have all this really awesome bedding and it's so heavy. I can't even get the bed skirt on my own. And I'm like, why don't I have some really strong sexy sissy maid in my house to do all this stuff for me you know vacuum the pool cook clean i can just enjoy myself so yeah i want one (laughs) no i know i say no but i'm thinking yes (laughs) i know of at least one dom who i know who has one and the problem is sissy maid and here's why okay they are too different jobs and very rarely do they go together very well it would be like middle linebacker ballerina usually (laughs) 
you now. Usually you're a really good sissy and a really terrible maid, or a really good maid and a really terrible sissy. I was, you know, well, you can see you can see my avatar, Shayla. You know, I am a very very good sissy in terms of, I, I you know, I have the baby face. I, I've been carded forever when I'd go to a bar. Uh, I am very easy to find clothes. Half of Shayla's closet would probably fit me. I am very, very um, small generally. Plus, I have that like macho bluster with nothing to back it up, which just it's hysterical for girls to 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 feminize someone with a lot of bluster. That you know, it's it's a, it's like a bonus. But I am also the world's. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, we've talked about this when when, when you read oh, yes. books, you know. <laughs> but we've I, talked about feminizing men I know that do that. Yes, <laughs> bluster bluster is a real bonus. But I am like the world's worst housekeeper, and asking me to clean up after four, then eventually five college girls, only one of which was a neat person. With also a boyfriend and roommate issue, too. That was a lot of maid work. And I had enough trouble keeping my own place clean, you know? <laughs> so I was good sissy. I was bad maid. But then I know other people who are really good at keeping a house, and they're not very good sissies. So you usually get one or the other. I'm, I'm wanting somebody that's, like, at least six foot tall, really strong, built like a linebacker that can, you know, help me with my crazy ideas when I go buy furniture that's way too big or just make this place spotless. That's what I'm looking for. I really want one of those. I always say no when people say, oh, can I do this? You know, will you let me meet you on night flirt? And I always say no, but the truth in my mind is I'm like, please someday let me form a genuine friendship with a man that is over six foot tall, really strong, can clean great, and really wants to do this. I'm like, oh, yeah, baby. I'll let you indulge in that fantasy. All you want. <laughs> all day. Every day. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's hard to find. I know I know DJ has a sub that will do these sorts of things for her. Um, nice. But not, you know, not a sissy, but a sub. Um, the whole over six feet tall can lift heavy furniture, but also likes to clean is going to be a hard one to find. But I, I do wish you luck with that. I really there, do. There are billions of people in the world. He has to be out there. Yeah. It's kind of like I, 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 you know, I, I've, you know, I've, I've met guys who um, really, really want a dominant woman who can completely take control and blow his mind in the bedroom, and then defer to him on everything else throughout the rest of the week. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I can see where you can find maybe one of those two. You're not finding them together. <laughs> it's a dream. It's a dream. It's a hope. Oh, I can see. Well, I'll, I'm thinking it's about time for our audio. Thanks for popping in again, Shayla. It's always a pleasure to have you here. As sure. your best best girlfriend, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was not kidding about the bubble bath thing. 
when you and I were chatting that night, when I was taking the bubble bath and I was chatting with you and I said, someday we needed a, one of those, those bathtubs that, you know, they're, they're two tubs connected together and we uh-huh. can sit there and count all the, all the book money. I was not kidding. We so need to do that. Get our nails done together. I, I'm not kidding. I, I can tell. All right. So uh, without further ado, here is Summer Reunion Part 2, written by me, pre-Claudia, and with an audio narration by Shayla Aspasia. As soon as he stepped out of Monica's Audi, Gina grabbed him by the arm. He was not used to getting out of a car in a skirt, but William didn't mistake it for anything but a perp walk. On a Sunday afternoon, the downtown went from bustling to deserted in a matter of hours as people headed home to get to work on Monday morning. As the foursome entered Solitaire Hair Salon, William breathed a deep sigh of relief. There was nobody inside except one cute girl who looked about 19 or 20. She had a stylishly short black bob and wore a black t-shirt and a pink miniskirt. Hi, I'm Marissa. I'll be honest, I was just about to leave, but come on in, she said. Let's go, said William. She wants to get out of here. Oh, it's no trouble, replied Marissa. I can stick around for a bit. William tried to make his way out of the shop, but was quickly stopped by Gina. Thanks, we really appreciate it, said Monica, trying to distract Marissa from the developing scene. What's going on here? asked Marissa, curiously. Oh, our friend here just needs a new style, stated Julie calmly. What's his name? asked Marissa, as she watched Gina twist William's arm behind him. You know he's a guy? stated Monica, leaving an unasked question in the air. Not at first, he's cute, laughed Marissa, as she walked past everybody to put the clothes sign and pull the shades. My sister and I did the same thing to my brother. I'm not sitting still while they cut my hair, so we will be going now. Is that so? asked Marissa as she reached into the drawer and produced a roll of pink duct tape. Bring him over to my station. William tried to struggle, but Gina was strong and Julie and Monica were helping. With his heels on, he couldn't stop them from pushing or pulling him where they wanted him to go. Once they had him seated, Gina held him down in the chair, while Julie and Monica held his arms to the arms of the salon chair. Marissa used the duct tape to tie his hands to the chair and his chest and arms to the back of the chair. She then took a long towel and wrapped it around his legs, using the tape to bind them securely. I hated wrecking a good pair of pantyhose taping her down, smiled Marissa before she stuffed a small hand towel in William's mouth and then held the gag in place with the tape. Wow, you're good at this, laughed Monica. Like I said, I had a brother, and I needed to practice my hair and makeup on somebody for cosmetology school, smiled Marissa. I guess younger brothers are good for some things, added Julie. Who said he was younger, said Marissa proudly. Now, this isn't just about fashion, is it? No, admitted Monica. We did this every summer when we were girls, and couldn't resist doing it again, just once more for old time's sake.
So you want to make this humiliating for him? Asked Marissa, studying William like a canvas. Yeah, you could say that, agreed Monica. Do you want him to be able to make it look like a guy's hair? Asked Marissa. He's a writer, and he's going to be up here for the summer. We'd actually prefer if he couldn't look male for a while, said Gina. Oh, I've got just the thing, said Marissa, looking through some old hairstyling magazines before showing a picture to the girls. This is Heidi Klum at the 2012 Emmy Awards. Oh, I like it, smiled Monica, as the other girls agreed. It's really easy to do. We can even teach her how to do it herself, suggested Marissa. We'll use some big rollers to give her some extra body, and we'll flick the ends outward. Her hair has a really healthy shine to it, and the golden blonde is sexy. Forty-five minutes later, William's long blonde hair was now beautiful and unmistakably feminine. He looked up at his reflection in the mirror sullenly. You are a genius, Marissa, smiled Monica. Aw, you're too kind. Just remember me for your hair, too, suggested Marissa. You know, you already beat me to the nails and eyebrows, but I could put semi-permanent false eyelashes on her, too. That'd be awesome, said Julie, suddenly excited. It's easy, but they will fall out in a few weeks, responded Marissa. Oh, just so they're there for the next weekend, giggled Julie. William threw back his head and sighed. The gag didn't completely silence his protest, but the women seemed totally oblivious to his muffled objections anyway. William tested the tape, but he was secure. When Marissa finished her work, the girls were again thrilled. William looked at his reflection in the mirror and knew just how girlish he looked. He no longer resembled much of a guy at all. Oh, you're looking more beautiful than ever, Lily, taunted Monica as Julie and Gina began to remove the tape holding him to the chair. Do you want a roll of tape to take with just in case? asked Marissa. No, I think we're pretty good, smiled Gina, putting her hands firmly on William's right shoulder. Now be a good girl, Lily. Come back soon, teased Marissa. The foursome made their way down the block to Stylish putting Lily in the type of designer clothing that they couldn't afford when they were in high school. But it seemed a bit silly to pay retail prices for it. William was looking miserable, providing a sharp contrast to his ecstatic female companions. As Monica pushed open the door to the boutique, a small bell rang and a very tall brunette with equally long legs looked up from the fashion magazine behind the counter. She wasn't beautiful, really, but she had the look of a fashion model and piercing baby blue eyes. She wore a black and white patterned dress that came just above her knees. Hello and welcome to Stylish. I'm glad to see you. It's always so dead here on Sundays, she commented. Thanks. We're looking to get a new look for our friend here, said Monica, motioning to William. We thought you might be able to help. Oh, you came to the right place. Why don't you have a seat and have some champagne? I'll take your friend back and find some things for her. Did you have a look in mind? Asked the tall brunette. Definitely something that will turn heads, said Julie. 
I think I've got just the thing, responded the salesgirl. William reluctantly followed the salesgirl back to the dressing area. She didn't look much more than 18 or 19 years old, but she seemed to be in her element. I'm Stacy, she said. I'm Lily, he answered. Cute name, she smiled. Look, I I'm not really interested in buying any dresses or anything. Is there a back door I can use, asked Stacy. No, there isn't. Let's get you into something sexy. I bet you'll change your mind, she assured. Look, I'm not a woman, okay? He demanded. Yeah, no shit, but I don't care. Now do as you're told. Get that dress off and let's get you changed, said Stacy, sounding much sterner than before. I'm sorry, here, let me pay you, said William before a surprise slap from Stacy sent his wallet flying across the room. He was shocked as much as hurt. I don't want your money, bitch boy. I want you to do as you're told. Now get fucking undressed, she said, reaching for a wire hanger. I'm not going to do it. It's degrading, said William. Do it or regret it, bitch, she said, taking a wire hanger and bending it into the perfect shape for a spanking. You really don't want to try me, do you? No, he responded timidly. Now get that dress off and put on what I tell you, or I'm really going to fuck you up. Terrified William obeyed. Five minutes later, she led William out to the receptive audience. The girls were impressed by the change in his demeanor, though they were unsure what caused the change. This is a Versace black cocktail dress. It's designed to skim the body with its short skirt and asymmetrical neckline. It is the epitome of modern glamour. We have it paired with a pair of black and gold two-tone sandals. The shoe is open-toed and has a three and three-fourths inch heel. The dress normally retails for $2,800 and the shoe is about $500. We're selling the dress for $225 and the heels for $115 said Stacy as William gave a model walk for the girls. Oh, he's worth it, shouted Gina. Well, now that they're making movies out of your books, you need to look successful, added Monica. Well, now that they're making movies out of your books, you need to look successful, added Monica. Oh, she's a writer? That's awesome, said Stacy. When they left Stylish, they had put over $3,000 on William's credit card. It was scant consolation that the clothes they bought would have been nearly 20000 retail. There were dresses and heels, but also some stylish flats, capri pants, and even a swimsuit. When they left, William was clad in a black floral pink silk top with a white mini skirt and a pair of black and white wedge sandals. To anybody who saw him, they would have believed that William was just like any other cute young woman enjoying her summer at the beach although one was something clearly on her mind he wondered how he would ever explain all of these expensive outfits to his fiancee monica sat back in the front seat as the car pulled to a stop she smiled with a feeling a smug satisfaction it felt good to have william under their thumb again 
and her mind raced through the possibilities. If they could just tighten their control, he would be unable to refuse them anything. She looked back to William trying to sit modestly in the back seat, but he couldn't even make eye contact. When they finally returned home, William exited the car. He had no intention of grabbing the shopping bags that he had purchased, but Monica stopped him. You have the right to pout, but before you do, you might want to take a look at Julie's phone, suggested Monica. William reluctantly grabbed the phone. The web browser was open to a web page that showed picture upon picture of William dressed as Lily. The pictures were as old as high school and as recent as the boutique. William's heart sunk. Now, that website isn't actually on the internet yet, but if you don't want a video of you singing Britney Spears' greatest hits showing up on TMZ, well, you need to start cooperating, added Julie. This would ruin me, responded William. Well, it doesn't have to. You can obey. It'll all be over with, and you know it, said Monica. We just want to have a little fun, like we used to. You deny it, but you're not fooling anybody. We know you enjoy being our Lily. What choice do I have, said William. Not much, smiled Monica. For the next few days, the girls worked to turn William back into Lily. They worked on his speech and his mannerisms, as well as how to walk in heels. Julie coached him in his makeup while Monica worked on his flirting and dancing. Why do I have to do all this, demanded William, because you don't have a choice, remember, asked Monica. No, I get that, but why the dancing and the flirting? That's not something I'll ever use, said William. You don't think so, responded Monica, raising an eyebrow. You know, tonight is ladies' night at Casey's Hideaway. You wouldn't dare, said William suddenly. Oh, come on, Lily. You don't really think we got you all those great clothes to stay around the house, replied Monica. That afternoon, William sat back in the warm, scented bubble bath and ran a pink lady's razor over his right leg, shaping away the little hair that had grown back. Julie walked right in carrying a red lace corset and matching panties. The girls didn't even bother to knock around him anymore. She deposited the lingerie on the laundry hamper and smiled at William, telling him that she had helped him to tighten the corset. By the time seven had rolled around, William was no more. Lily stood in front of the girls with the corset cinching her waist to a modest 24 inches and giving her enough cleavage to fill her B-cup strapless bra. She wore a slinky red dress that seemed to flow and cling to her body. Her smooth legs were enhanced by the expensive sheet black thigh-high stockings she wore attached to a red lace garter belt. On her feet, she wore a pair of sexy red sandals with a narrow four-inch heel. She wore a simple pair of silver hoop earrings in her newly pierced ears and a few matching silver bracelets on her left wrist. 
She smelled sweet, too, thanks to the scented bubble bath and the perfume she wore. Oh, our Lily has grown up, smiled Julie, as she handed Lily a black leather handbag. Everything you need is inside. The girls made their way to the bar. Thursday had been a rather dead night until they started ladies' night. Now things had really taken off. A lot of people who were just coming to the lake for the weekend would try and come down Thursday night to beat the weekend rush, and of course, there were the people who stayed at the lake for the whole season. As the four girls made their way inside the bar, the bouncer stared at them intently. Lily was sure that her cover was blown, but as she got closer, she could see that he was simply checking them out. Monica noticed that Lily was starting to shake a bit with nerves, and a few beads of sweat were massing on her forehead. Relax, Lily, said Monica. This is nothing you haven't done before. Remember when we made you play spin the bottle on the beach? Your first kiss was with a boy. I think our first ten kisses were with boys, laughed Gina. They all gathered around a small raised table a few feet off the dance floor. The place wasn't very crowded yet, but the dance floor was starting to fill up. Julie and Monica went to the bar and returned with four Long Island iced teas. The girls sipped their drinks, but Lily drank a bit faster because of her nerves. By the time she finished the first one, she was already feeling a bit dizzy. I want to dance, said Gina, pulling Lily out to the dance floor. In truth, this was an old trick that the girls had perfected at teen mixers over many years. They had dressed Lily to get attention, and they had taught her to dance in a very free and enticing way. Guys would notice her on the floor, and while she was displaying her goods, Monica and Julie would fan out through the crowd. The bass was pounding, and the conversation was difficult, but not impossible. Hey, said Monica, are you with anybody? No, said an attractive guy in his early 30s, nursing a beer. I'm Gary. Hey, Gary, my friend would kill me for this, but her boyfriend just broke up with her, and we dragged her out here tonight. She said you were cute, smiled Monica. Which one is your girlfriend? asked Gary. Oh, she's the hot blonde on the dance floor, responded Monica. Oh, wow, nice. She thought I was cute? questioned Gary very. You'd be doing me a very big favor if you danced with her, you know, said Monica. Sure, I think I'd like to get to know her, said Gary. Oh, I bet you have a lot in common, teased Monica, laughing inwardly at her own joke. Within a few minutes, a half dozen guys at the bar thought that an attractive blonde in the red dress was into them. That was all it took for the guys to be all over her like to that was all it took for the guys to be all over her like dogs who found an unattended stake. To all the world, Lily looked like an attractive young blonde girl out for a good time. But she wanted to be anywhere else. Some of the guys were polite, but others were always trying to get a quick feel. Even some of the nice ones got a bit too excited when they were dancing closely. She nearly screamed when she suddenly felt a throbbing erection against her stomach, even through a pair of jeans and the material of her dress. Lily finally took a needed break at the table and drank her second Long Island iced tea. 
she was exhausted both physically from dancing in the heels and emotionally. You're doing great, smiled Julie. We got some awesome pictures, too. Great, replied Lily, too tired to fight. Can we go now? Have you picked someone out yet? asked Monica. Pick someone out? For what? questioned Lily. Do you remember when we came to the beach this summer when you were 18? asked Monica rhetorically. That was an interesting summer. You started hanging out with some of the older guys at the beach, and they asked you about me. You told them the reason you always came running when I called was because I was sucking you off. How did you put it? I sucked more than the cubs, I believe. Oh, yeah, I guess I remember that, said Lily sheepishly. Well, that kind of ruined my reputation. In fact, it got back to my parents that I was giving guys blowjobs up and down the beach, said Monica. I'm sorry, I guess. I didn't mean to, said Lily. Well, I decided the next time we came to the beach, I was going to make you give blowjobs up and down the beach. But we never came back. Well, until now, smiled Monica. If you'll notice, this podcast is going to be up earlier than, than my normal podcast. And you'll also probably notice it's a little bit rougher. That's because uh, there are storms that are really bad coming this way. And uh, it's already raining kind of heavy. So I wanted to get everything out and up just in case we had power knocked out. Uh, I have a little treat tree. I have a little bit of a clip of a bonus audio. Lindsay Hawthorne is an um, amazing... Uh, phone sex operator, voiceover person, whatever you want to call her. She does a bunch of different things. And Lindsay is going to have our full-length audio next week. Um, what I really love about her, outside of her obvious talent, is she sounds very young. And I have a lot of stories with 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds, and it just feels like her voice is perfect for that sort of thing. She, she's in her 20s. She, she, she's not 18 or anything like that. But she really does sound a lot younger. And um, what I have that I'm going to play for you now is a clip from something called The Sissy Rules. It's up on the Clips for Sale site. It's like a four and a half minute audio. So I'm only going to play about two minutes of it. And this is actually the rules that were posted on our refrigerator back in our apartment in college. And when my computer crashed, which you might remember, uh, I had to use my old computer and I found this on there and I said this would make a great audio. And so I thought Lindsay was the perfect person to do it. So without further ado, here's a little clip of the sissy rules as read by Lindsay Hawthorne. The sissy house rules. As one of our sissies, you are expected to follow these simple rules and guidelines, which were created to help you reach your full potential. They are non-negotiable and will be strictly enforced. They were not created to get you into trouble but to give you a list of things you need to do to stay out of trouble. Your mistresses, ASDKW. Clothing. At all times, sissies are expected to wear the following. Panties. Pantyhose or stockings. Bra or camisole. Sissies are expected to wear appropriate sleepwear. If you are home for three hours or more, or at the discretion of a mistress, you will be expected to be fully dressed. Your outfits must be stylish, sexy, feminine, and show your own unique style. It's not enough to be pretty in a dress. 
we need to know that you are comfortable and happy in that dress. Be sure to keep up on Polyvore, the internet, and magazines so you will be aware of the latest trends. If your clothing choices aren't sexy or feminine enough, the mistresses reserve the right to provide a suitable alternative outfit. If you are in full feminine mode, you are expected to wear the following. Heels, panties, stockings or pantyhose, bra, dress or skirt, and a top. Stylish and appropriate accessories, a waist cincher unless permission is given to remove it. No male clothing will be worn on the weekend without special permission from a mistress. Makeup. When in female clothing, full makeup is to be worn. Full makeup consists of mascara, eyeshadow, eyeliner, foundation, blush, lip color. You are responsible for stylish and proficient makeup application. Do not wear a day look at night or an evening look in the day. Grooming. You will keep your toes painted at all times. Nicole and Kylie will paint each other's toes every other day and change color. You will wear perfume whenever dressed and use your signature scent. Only female bath products and deodorant are to be used. Sissies are hairless. You will keep your body free of nasty male body hair. So that's it for this week's podcast. Um, I want to thank... Uh, Shayla for doing just an amazing job again. Summer Reunion 1 sold really, really well for me, and I think it's just because she did such an amazing job on it. And I think Summer Reunion 2 is actually a better part. She does too. So if you checked out Part 1, definitely check out Part 2. And I hope you enjoyed our little clip. Also, um, that little other clip you heard was from Lindsay Hawthorne, who next week will, I'm hoping to have an interview with her. And also... She's going to be doing her narration on Slumber Party Nightmare. So something to look forward to. Have a wonderful week and be back here next Monday. Bye-bye.